Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, hey, we do a Monday podcast for you, March 8th. What do you say, Al Dukes? It's starting to feel like summer soon. Good morning, Jerry. Yes, we're going to get in the 50s, and I saw something. I felt like something touching 60. It's going to be very exciting. I got 66 on Thursday. 60. This coming Thursday or the last? Uh, yes, this coming I know there's Thursday. a Thursday 66. in May. It's going to hit 66. Let me take a look here. <laughs> Thursday, 61. I got 63 Friday. You know what they had? Oh, Jerry, if we get 63. Summer Friday. Degree- exactly. Summer freaking Friday. There you go. So I've been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts, of course, as you know. Um, first of all, I'm looking forward to Mark Marin, who does a, a very uh, popular interview podcast. I just saw, and I downloaded it for my dog walks, he has Eddie Murphy on for an hour. Oh, very nice. I feel like I've seen enough Eddie Murphy now. I've seen him on so many shows. I've seen him on him. nothing. Really? Yeah. yeah, no, he's been on. He's been on the like late what? night shows. I saw. I saw. I saw but they don't do the- real interviews. That's the problem. Like everything's so short. Like he needs an extended sit yeah. down. I mean, it was eight nine minutes. That's enough. <laughs> I love. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, you know, I was good. This is going to be one of those that I'm disappointed in. Like I haven't even heard it yet, the but interview? I know. When, yeah, because I'm. I'm looking. I'm thinking an hour with Eddie Murphy is going to be good. But if he doesn't open up and doesn't say anything, like I suspect, it's going to be terrible. But I'm going to go in with a positive attitude. I, I look for you know what maybe maybe I will try it as well. All right. Then I also finished the, the Howard Stern Arsenio Hall interview. Okay, which was like two hours long. It was lengthy. Yeah, uh, very lengthy. But I enjoyed it because I, I I I like anybody from that era of like the talk show when talk shows still mattered. Right. Like late night talk shows don't matter anymore. No one cares. They get video views, but no one's watching the late night talk shows when no, they're they on get no live. No ratings. No ratings. And back then, you know, you had uh, Johnny Carson and Letterman and Arsenio Hall was was a big thing. So it was it was an interesting interview. Right. But Howard is so apologetic in it 
because, you know, he was mean to Arsenio, of course. Well, I, I say not mean. I thought he was hilarious. And I actually went back and, and watched some uh, old clips of when Howard went on the Arsenio Hall, and he was just saying how the show sucked, how the Fox yeah. Network is terrible. It was funny. And he's so apologetic now. And I wonder, though, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I wish I was a different person. I wish I did that. I was a... But he probably wouldn't be famous, Howard Stern, I'm saying, probably wouldn't be famous if he was the guy he is today. Right. Yeah, we've discussed Back then. this. That's what, it's what made him him. Yeah, it's, it's why he was wildly popular and cut through the generic nothing shows that we had on the radio back then. Sure. Yeah, he was different, and he was boisterous, and he was loud, and he yeah. did it his way. Yeah, it was great. So I was watching that on um, YouTube. Okay. Uh, and then I was also thinking, uh, once I uh, Ron Bennington called in to uh, Carton and Roberts on Friday, and I started thinking, like, I th- I think I'm going to do a a, a short-lived podcast. It's, it's going to have a finite number of episodes and be done. Okay. It's not going to be one. I'm going to do it just on WNEW, the talk years. That's cool. I which were not many. Not many years, but I want to individually talk to Opie, Anthony, Ron, Fez don't talk to me anymore, Radio Chick, Don and Mike. Craig and Sid. Craig, Sid. Tom Likas even, because he had weird experiences there. Okay. Jeremy, who ran the station, although Jeremy works, I think, at the Howard Stern station now, and I don't think they're allowed to talk to anybody. Oh, okay. So he might not. He might be out, but I'm going to try for him. And I think right. that would be an interesting um, uh, podcast series for people that are really into radio. Thanks, sir. It sounds like we're, t- we're talking a 12-show run or a 6-show yeah, like twel- run. Like yeah, I made like a list of people that I think would be good, but you want to, yeah, you're looking at about a 12-show run. A mini-series, if you will. A mini, oh, I like that. A mini series for podcasts. A podcast mini. Yeah, none of this podcast uh, once a week until infinity. No more. I'm doing seasons, Jerry. There you go. Seasons works for me. I like like it. television. Yes. Seasons. Exactly. Also, I started a, a new documentary on Netflix called where I wrote this down. It's called Mormon uh, Murder Among the Mormons. <laughs> I saw that. I knew you were going to watch it. <laughs> God Almighty! <laughs> so it, it, it's an interesting premise. I'm only one episode in, so I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who wants to watch it. I think you're fine. No one's watching it. People are watching. <laughs> I'm People just are asking. Kidding. I'm joking. Um, I had no idea that the Mormon religion is only like 200 years old. It's not. It doesn't go back, 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 back. I didn't know that either. But yeah, looked into it. So yeah, neither neither did I. No reason for us that we would have looked into it, but evidently it was uh, you know started like 200 years ago, and supposedly uh, in like the 1980s there were people who were going around collecting. They were like collectors of old documents of, of the Mormon religion because it wasn't that old. They were able to find like old letters and old writings, and people started collecting it. And then evidently they they found some writings and documents that make the religion seem not what it what it was really based on. Right. So then the Mormon Church, according to this documentary, was trying to trying to buy up these documents to keep them out of people's hands so people couldn't see them to find out the truth about the religion. And then murder ensues. Wow. So that's where I'm at right now. It's kind of intriguing. Okay. So the murders happened when exactly, you're saying? I think in the 1980s. It was bombings. 
people oh people's homes and cars that were directly involved in the purchase of these documents were being bombed. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. That's a little much for me, but all right. Pretty interesting. But uh, all, all going on in Salt Lake City, Utah, where the this is. I also didn't know that M- Mormons are the Church of Latter-day Saints. I didn't know they were the same thing. I mean either. So a little educational as well. I don't know really anything about religion other yeah. than you know the Catholic Church. So. Right. And I'm not interested. There was a girl years ago when I was a sales guy at uh, in Tampa Radio. <laughs> that just sounds funny for you to say that. <laughs> When I was a sales guy in Tampa, <laughs> yes, what a ter- I mean, what a terrible life! I was getting up, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe I got to go do this." Until you got that one big one, and then you were good. Uh, then I was good. But one of the my friend uh, Keith, who was also a sales guy like me, we used to go on calls together because neither one of us had a lot of clients, right? And one of the one of the customers he had the the woman in charge. She was a young lady. She was probably in her twenties back then. She was a Mormon. And she took a real liking to me, and but she wasn't allowed to go on dates. But she gave me a Mormon Bible, and she wrote in it like all about the passages, and she wanted me to read them. And I think she wanted me be, to become Mormon so we could go on dates. And you did not. I did not. Yeah. What is? I don't know. What is the difference being a Mormon? What is that? I don't know. I don't really know much about it either. I'm hoping to learn more. I want to learn everything in documentaries. I don't want to read anything. I don't want to read information. Right. You know what I mean, Jerry? You're not Show it, it to me reading. on a screen. Yeah, you don't like to read. I hate reading. <laughs> Unless it's a tweet, because that's short. Right. You like paragraphs and headlines. Yes. Yeah. Right. I like a headline, then I like the first paragraph. And then you're out. And then I'm out because they even teach in journalism school. I don't know if you had journalism classes. I the did. first paragraph is where all the information goes because, and then you can expand on it later on. But most people just want the nuts the first and bolts. Pa- yeah, the nuts and bolts. Yes, the problem is there's a lot of details that you miss if you don't read the rest, and that has certainly happened to me a lot in the past. Oh yes, it has happened to us, Jerry. We, we no doubt get caught in missing the details. That's also where, and I've said to you before, and, and I'll continue to say it. I do All wish, right. I, you know, I wish I worked for, you know, or covered just one sport as opposed to really trying yeah. to handle all of them because you don't have enough, you know, now, as you know, the way it is, you know, between doing the warm up show at five o'clock and, you know, trying to be set for 625 and cutting all the sound, it's like, holy moly, there's not enough time to get to every. I get in at 345, it's not enough time. And I'm not coming in earlier. Plus, if you become like an expert, like let's say you were just a baseball expert, you just covered baseball, like then you can go on shows as a guest as a baseball expert. I uh, could do that too. Yes, that would. Not now be. you're like a jack of all trades. Yes, that would not be my well, master that's like of my, none. But that's also my career. I mean, honestly, jack of all trades. I mean, I anchor, I fill in host, I do play by play, and I'm a pregame and postgame show host. Right. I'd say that's pretty much doing everything. You've done it all. Yeah, pretty much. I've told you before, I've hit every career goal. Are you even doing play-by-play games with Danny White? Yeah. I mean, you could retire and be happy. I would, well, I don't know about that, but I'm pretty darn close. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I would say at this point, if I just did one thing and it was enough to pay the bills, I'm more than satisfied with what I've done. Is there one thing you haven't done yet, broadcasting career, that you'd like to do? No. There's really not. I mean, um, no. <laughs> I, you know, if you say, all right, NBA basketball, okay, that'd be cool. But I've done NFL football. Right. Like, it's that's not – it'll be fun. 
but I also do Big Ten basketball. So it's like, all right, I didn't do the NBA. Fair enough. Uh, but I've also been to Michigan and Michigan State and Iowa. I've been to all these amazing places and called big games and tournament games. And, you know, I've called games at Madison Square Garden, MetLife Stadium, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. It's like, I'm kind of good. Right. You won't, you won't go back and go, boy, I never got to do this. No, no. Like when I, I told you, when I got the call and I did that Cowboy game a couple years ago, it was like, that was it. That was, that kind of completed the arc. Right. Now, would I love to do it every week? Of course. Oh, there's no question I would. But the fact that I just got to do, I guess, what have I done now? Three or four Cowboy? I guess five, I've done four Cowboy games now. I got to do two this year, and I've done a couple of the last, uh, previous last couple of years. It's great. You know what? That's on my resume. That's never going away. Right. It could be right. on your LinkedIn profile. Right. I, yeah, I don't even know if I have that. I think I do. I'm not sure. Now I just, And the mugs are coming out. Oh, yeah. I, your inspirational mugs. Yeah. I oh, talk, that remo- I talked to ahead. Jess on Friday. Okay. She opted for the one uh, that says, you know, believe in you because everyone else will let you down. Mm-hmm. And then I said, that's fine. But if you go back and listen to the show, I want Al's right there. Either we have partner mugs. Or, because she wanted a graphic, I'm like, use the graphic of us around the campfire with my saying and then you saying right. <laughs> yes. So we're I trying. love that idea. Yeah, so we're trying. Right. We'll see what happens. Right. Right. <laughs> One of the things Gio brought up today, it's funny he brought it up today because Gina and I had this uh, discussion, sort of a heart-to-heart discussion over the weekend, uh, and Gio brought up about, are we getting used to doing nothing? Oh, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. And Gina is not a dude. Gina likes to plan things. She likes to go places. And and I'm generally a homebody as it is. So coronavirus has been a great excuse for me not to do stuff. Sure. But it's starting to wear on her. Like she's like wanting to plan something. Yeah. Planning is the hardest thing. But she says it's the best part. Planning and looking forward to something. The anticipation of the event is usually better than the event. It's like it's tough for a vacation to live up to the excitement of the vacation. To live up to the hype. It is because, like, I'll, I'll give you for a, for example. All right. Um, you plan a trip to the Caribbean. You have this this idea that it's going to be nothing but mimosas, pina coladas, you know, hanging out by the beach, getting on the paddle board, whatever. And then you go there, and it's not quite as warm as you'd like. Uh, not quite as sunny as you'd like it to be. One day you get some rain. It's still a good time, but it's not the picture-perfect four, five, six days you were planning on. Right. You know, I'll give you the perfect, you know, and we really never had this issue except there was one one day at Disney World where Matthew was a brat and all the times we went. But I can tell you just from looking around when you walk the parks, I'm sure parents spend thousands of dollars on these trips, as we discussed on the show last week when I filled in. They probably plan them sometimes two years in advance, and they can't wait to get to Disney and Mickey and Minnie and blah, blah, blah. And then you get there, and your kid's a brat. Right. And it's like, what in the hell did we just spend all this money for? That would make me insane. Sure. Now, we've been, like I said, we've been lucky. We've really never had that experience. It was only once. And because we have time sharing there, we've been to Disney World you know, too many times, to be quite honest. So I would say one out of 20 times we've been there, there was like a one-hour period where Matthew was acting like a jackass when he was six years old. I think he was six. Other than that, it's been pretty good for us. But you see families all over the place just fighting and arguing. The kids are screaming. It's like, oh, my God. Imagine spending all this money and this is what you're getting out of it. Yes. 
So it's the sun, like I say, the anticipation. Like I'm, I'm with Gina. The anticipation sometimes is better than the actual trip. Yeah. So she really wants to plan something. She's even she knows my excuses. So she's like, we can go somewhere because I don't really want to fly right now. She's yeah. like, well, we go somewhere we could drive. We can go somewhere we can drive and stay at a place that's dog friendly. You could bring the dog. Oh, she's like really like trying to get something going on here. So where are you going? Well, she did uh, find, uh, she goes, oh, my friend went to this place. It was like something in like um, Amish country. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> something in like Amish country, Jerry. Oh, God, Al, I'm sorry. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm I'm sure it's fun. That's not for me, though. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> you in Amish country. <laughs> but I got to plan something here. Oh, my. So why did you plan something? Why did you drive to like Virginia or something? They say Virginia's hmm. for lovers. I remember that. I'm going to get one of them t-shirts. You know, it's funny, though, and this goes for both of us. And listen, I like a beach. and To me, I could go to every Caribbean island. And I know technically people will say, well, it's the same thing. It's the beach and the sand. It is interesting, though, that you live right across the street from the ocean. That's what I said. Gina goes, what do you plan on doing when the summer hits? I go, opening up my curtains. (laughs) That's... That's wow. what I say. Oh, my God. And I said, like, one of the things that Ge- uh, Geo talked about that really hit me was, you know, we live in an area, like, Geo has the boat, right? We live yeah. in an area where we only have great weather. You know, I would say for five months out of the year, we have pretty good weather. So why go away during that time when we actually have decent weather? That, but that's the problem with our job. I've always said this. If I could take off... I would take off in February, and I would take off in, like, November. The problem for me is, A, Rutgers in February, B, Rutgers and the Cowboys in November, and C, it's kind of frowned upon to take weeks off around the ratings books around here. Right, especially in the fall, anytime in September, October, November, December. Right. But, I mean, you're going to tell me, I mean, I I would love to go to Dallas every year for Thanksgiving, and I would love to spend the week out there. Because there are things to do, maybe not a week, but four days or so. I never do that. I never take off because I work here. I fill in for the guys on Friday. Got to work here on Wednesday. It's like, geez. It's like I can never take off when I want to take. I would love to take off, you know, sometime in April would be awesome. But we can. So uh, he's right. But unfortunately, in the business we're in, it's not that easy. They want you to take off in the summer. Right. Because right. you're in the middle of boring baseball season, you know, in the middle of not that the whole season is boring, but that middle part of baseball season is just like, oh, it's just, a grind. Gr- well, grind exactly. They call them the dog days of summer. Al, the dog days of summer. It's a grind, Jerry. Exactly right. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show. We kicked its ass today. I would say, Jerry, that we got up to the warm up show this morning and kicked it right in the ass. I'm down with that. Would Sounds you say good. that? Yes, right. sir. Uh, we'll, are you uh, off all? Are you working all week, or you I got am. a Rutgers situation? Okay, nope. we'll be here all week. And all right, we'll see you tomorrow then. Enjoy. Warm up Al. next. So, before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright: Can you go? F- yourself (laughs) (laughs) wow wow you weren't kidding you were you came in hot subscribe and listen to the rico bronya podcast available on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast 
and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Hey, what do you say? We start a new week. It is a Monday. It is March 8th, 2021 in New York City. Myself and the Eddie Scazzeri down the Jersey Shore, which is going to be pumping and thumping soon as we get into spring. His name is Albert Henry Dukes. What is up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I got some terrific news uh, from a reliable source who tells me that, uh, first of all, the the United Kingdom, England, they're going to be back up and running June 21st and that America will follow suit. What does that mean? They're going to be up and running. That means no more masks, no oh. more limits, and that's what uh, my friend Steve, this is who my authority was, my friend Steve says he thinks uh, America also. All right, so then. that's good news, Jerry. June twenty first. Um, that's summer, isn't that the first day uh, of summer? First day of summer. Now the bad news is uh, June twenty first is also when everyone will be sent back to work, and it is the first day of summer. So oh. if you thought you were going to make another summer working from home, you are sadly mistaken. But and now you're going to get joy in that since you're coming back in April. I'll be coming back uh, April seventh, uh, so that'll happen. But uh, the country will be open, Jerry. We'll be going to concerts. This might be the summer concert uh, the, the, the the that we dreamed of for last the year. The summer of the concert. The summer of the concert where you and I will be rocking out at PNC Art Center. Here's the problem. Tickets are going to be very expensive. Oh, yeah, More so everyone... than normal because they're going to limit the, the, the crowd's going to be limited a little bit. What if we did this? We bought up all the tickets, resold Ooh, for I like profit that. I on can, the well, secondary market. You know what? I don't think I want to discuss selling tickets, but yeah, okay. All right. Well, listen, you do it legally. It's all fair. There's StubHub. I can make a living doing no, it. No, you're right. And people do. So, Although I could never get actual tickets when they went on sale. Like, I just, I never had that ability. Help you would be like, scored some Bruce tickets. How? I don't know. I called the second after they went on sale and they were gone. I would say buying tickets to a big concert or even a big game for that matter is almost as hard as scheduling an appointment for the vaccine. Yes, very difficult. They give you the time and the date. You log on, everything's gone. Gone already, (laughs) right. It's really something. Right, right. Now, if I can only um, scalp vaccines on the open market, that would be something. Scalping vaccines on StubHub. It was kind of like that PS5 during Christmas time. Yes, I could go out on the street corner and be like, I got myself some uh, vaccine appointments. Who needs one? I had a guy. So back in December, as you know, I was looking for that PS5. And through a friend, he goes, I have a friend whose son is selling them. He'll probably help you out. Okay. Give him a call. He go, And now, keep in mind, those were, I think they were 500 bucks if you just bought them in the store. Yes, and so 500. I, I called a guy, couldn't have been nicer. Really nice guy. You know, my son's doing it. He goes, um, I'm sure he'll probably, you know, sell one to you he'll, if you want him to hold it. He goes, but it's going to be like 1400 bucks. I'm like, for what? I'm like, that's how you're helping me out? I can buy one for 1400 bucks elsewhere. He's, uh, <laughs> it's his pleasure, Jerry, to sell you a $500 yeah, no. PlayStation for fourteen. I and think I he said, still let, can't let buy him, them. Let the kid make money. I'm good. Um, yeah. In certain places, you can. It's interesting. Like, in Target, you can buy. This was interesting. In Target, they have them, but you have to have security bring it out to you or something. Oh, I like if that. If you buy it online. Yeah, so they're still hard to come by, but a lot easier than it was Right before Christmas. Uh, well, as much as I would love to play, like I love sports video games, yeah. Madden, the show. I I haven't played in a number of years. I feel like the games have advanced so much, I'd be like, no idea ah, what to do. But they have and they haven't. Because you know what we got on the PS5 last week? Miss Pac-Man. Oh. And it's awesome. <laughs> That's your kind of game, Jerry. You I love that game. up there. Miss Pac-Man, Frogger, Qbert. Yeah. Now, Duke I was Doug. never a video game guy. You know that. But Miss yeah. Pac-Man, I could you play. You loved it. Uh, yeah, anytime, anywhere. She was the first woman you fell in love with, yeah, Miss okay. Pac-Man. Yeah, well, that's probably true. That's what you say. Yeah. 
so I wake up this morning. I see Blake Griffin is now on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I kind of figured that was happening. We saw we were hearing the rumbles of that over the weekend, and I woke up and I saw the same thing you did. He is but he's, coming to the Nets. He's no good anymore, right? Well, he's not like he was, but I mean, he's still Blake Griffin, and here you, you don't need him to be the star. That's why I think it'll be a, a really good fit. If Blake Griffin, between Griffin, Jordan, and Claxton, you've got three bigs now to share 48 minutes because that's what it is in an NBA game, Al, 48 minutes. 48 minutes, I'm aware. I know you're helping out the audience, but yeah, 48 minutes. Yes, they don't play two 24-minute halves. They play four 12-minute quarters. Yes. So if you bring in Blake Griffin, if he gives you 20 minutes, you know what? This to me is a all-win, no-lose type of deal. So you think uh, like a hardcore Nets fan like Evan is excited for this? I would think so. I mean, to me, there's no. I don't think there's anything to lose here. They're paying him the veterans minimum. He took the buyout or however he got himself out of Detroit. He took the buyout. And if it doesn't work, I mean, you could just cut him, I guess. I don't know. But I don't know. He's only, was he 30, 31, I would say. He's right around there. Um, So it's not like he's a 40-year-old. He should have something left in the tank. And again, you don't need him to go out there for 40 minutes a night. Evan didn't even comment on it on Twitter. Maybe it happened after he went to sleep. Is that possible? Um, perhaps. I'm trying. I was watching the Maryland game last night, and I do not think this happened yet. And yeah, when was I go around eight o'clock. Yeah, like when I go through uh, my topics of the day, uh, I make like a little email for myself. Uh, at uh, I believe it was seven o'clock. It had not showed up yet. Yeah, yeah. Sometime I guess at some point between eight p.m. and uh, four a.m. it happened. Hmm. So, but again, I was kind of expecting to wake up to it because the rumblings were out there yeah. that this was the landing spot for him, and that's exactly what it's going to be. The rumblings, the bumblings, the stumblings, Jerry. Rumbling, that's right, bumbling, Clyde stumbling. Frazier. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, Adam Silver, in more basketball news, said he is not going to require players to get the vaccine. Okay. I like that. You can't force things. I would agree. I mean, and then, there are, you are forced to do certain vaccines to go to certain schools. Yeah. Um, but... Personal those choice. Things, like, if we weren't doing those vaccines, what do you get? Like, smallpox, something yeah, or other. Would sure. those come back? I, like, let's say we were like, you know what? I think they could. It's enough for sure. these vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, it could. I think they could. Yeah. Hmm. What's the, right. what, well, what has been eradicated? Eddie would know the answer to this. What's been eradicated? How about the bubonic plague? Has that been eradicated? <laughs> no, there are outbreaks every year. Really? But it's treatable with, like, penicillin. Oh, no kidding. Which Perfect. didn't exist in the uh, dark What ages. has been eradicated? Anything? I believe polio. Polio has been. Ooh. And that was about from the vaccine. Was yes. was a big part of why it Correct. was eradicated. We beat polio. How about that? Which and- was in the 40s and 50s, would you say, it broke out? Oh, no, before that. Oh, before that. FDR, if you remember, was uh, stricken, yes. Right. And he was, right. you know. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 How about that? We beat polio. America beat polio. Yes. Now I'd like to beat COVID-19. Right in your face, polio. Right in your face. <laughs> no one's getting it anymore. LeBron James seems a little, as they say, wishy-washy. He was. He uh, seems private. Private, right. He was not saying he does not want to reveal, and he says he hasn't decided yet uh, whether he's getting the vaccine or not. And when he does decide, it's going to be between him and his family. You know what? It's smart because he's, they get beaten. You, as you know, you get beat up on social media enough. And with this, I don't think you can win. If you say you don't want it, you're an anti-vaxxer and you're a clown. Right. If you get it, a lot of people will say, hey, good for you. And then hey, there'll be some you. people that will say, why are you putting that poison in your body? Right. I, it, you know what? Keep it to yourself. I, I'm, I have no issue with that. That's fine. Good for him. 
I might do the LeBron James thing. I mean, next time it comes up on the show, I'll be like, I'm going to keep that private yeah. between me and my family. That's all. And then there's no way to, I'm not, I, I, at least I wouldn't pry. Okay, got it. I'll respect your decision. And by me and my family, I mean me and Whimsy. Yes. Well, your parents. I'm going to keep that between. You would tell your parents. No, I tell them, listen, this is private information. I don't like to tell I do not people believe anything. That. I do not believe that. I think you would tell your parents. Tell my parents. I said, listen. Next who's time your mom drops off the toilet paper. <laughs> if my mom says, are you getting the vaccine? I'm going to say, what are you writing a book? <laughs> Why are I would you love being to so see, nosy. I would love to see your poor mom's reaction <laughs> if you actually did that. Where's Izzo? He's up your ass enough. <laughs> Can he follow you with a camera next time you go to your parents? <laughs> I just every question they ask me, I just go, what are you writing a book? <laughs> that was How's popular work? when we were like seventh grade. Yeah, You're bringing the, it back. Yeah. Right. Any questions someone asks you, you writing a book? <laughs> hey, you writing a book over there? <laughs> you could have been a stand up comedian. Who knew? Hey. Oh, you know what I thought was cool? <laughs> what? That Rush Limbaugh, you know, uh, the great Rush Limbaugh passed away, Jerry, great right. radio personality. Uh, his death certificate, where that where it had occupation yes. on there, it says greatest radio host of all time. Yeah, you know what? He's dead. So now no right one else can want. use that. Can I put that on mine? Of course you can. You could put greatest radio producer of all time. Yeah, you could write whatever you want on your death certificate, can't you? Yeah. Who do I talk to? The death people. The death people or my, or my next of kin? I would say whoever's uh, standing there for you that has to fill out the paperwork. What is next of kin? Is that like uh, is that next like in line, your, basically. your immediate family? Yeah, I would think so. Of course. I Google that, Jerry. Next of kin. I don't know I the know official who... definition, yeah. but but yeah. All right, Jerry. You want the official? Next of kin refers to a person's closest living blood relative. Mm, interesting. So like- if I pass my parents and my sisters, well, my sisters would be next of kin. They're true. my closest blood relative. That's true. Good my point. nephew, who I plan on taking care of me when I get older, he's eleven now. Don't and trust I me. Sh- he's he's thinking you're going to be taking care of him. Lucage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to slide him some cash now. The Duke's fortune, the four hundred one k fortune. Going to the nephew. <laughs> In order for him to take care Although, of Although, sadly, me. Eddie, Al has on his will the money going to his parents who are 30 years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave this to my parents. That's so stupid. No one else. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> State won't let him leave it to whimsy. No, that's why we said his nephew, not his parents. I'm just going to put, please leave this to my next of kin and let them try to figure out what that means. You go, and then they could fight. Oh, my gosh, yes. If that's what I want in my death, that uh, people fight over my 401k fortune. A family fight over the Duke's <laughs> 401k. Where's that orange Tic Tac? <laughs> what do you mean he sold it? It's sold. It's gone. It's gone. Is that the is that the shortest amount of time you ever... Now, you know me. I've been good for a six-month car here and there. Is that the shortest you've ever had a car? Yes. Was it about two years that you had before? A year I and had, a half? had it two years. Two years yeah. and out. Two years and out, Jerry. I grew up. Yeah, I guess I would like to know what and you did you have any regret after you bought it and drove out and realized I just bought an orange car no I thought it was cool isn't that something mm-hmm. so the things you've had regret over turn out to be pretty good and the one thing you walk out and feel pretty confident about what a waste <laughs> that makes no sense well, I used it for a few years nothing's a waste Jerry if it gives you life enriching experience this did That's not give I you say. life enriching experiences well, 
Trust me, it didn't. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure. I think I know you well enough now. Did you watch the NBA All-Star game at all no, yesterday? I did me not. Either. I saw the high. I will tell you, I watched the highlights of the slam dunk contest this yeah. morning. And, you know, it was only three guys. It was, it was pretty, you know, creative, I would say. Obi Toppin had one. Did you watch any of them? I did not see that. Obi Toppin brings his dad out, who looks like he could still play, like, professional basketball. Uh, brings him out with Julius Randle. And he jumps over both of them. And has this monster dunk. But the problem for me is he missed it on his first one. But he made it the second time, which is pretty cool. Mm. The kid Simons who won had a couple of really good dunks. And then there was one. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the kid's name. Simon says dunk the ball. But, I mean, what are you, Andrew Dice Clay today? Um, and then the other kid in the, I'm trying to think who the other kid was. In the slam dunk. Was it Cassius Stanley? Yeah, I think it was Stanley. I think it was him. Where he, am I, who knows? Maybe it was top, and I forget after watching them all. Dribbled the ball between his legs, grabbed it with the offhand, and it was, I mean, such a creative dunk. Because you figure there's really nothing else these guys can do anymore. You kind of, over the years, you figure everything's been done. And yet there were a couple of new ones last night. So that was interesting. But all right. it's what you it was. For that. Yeah. And uh, someone here, uh, Michael, on Twitter, Tells me that Evan did respond to the uh, Blake Griffin signing. What did he say? He, yes. No, he just yes. tweeted out a gif of the New World Order from WWE Wrestling. Like a New World Order is happening in Brooklyn. Yeah. No, they're going out and they're getting talent. They've certainly done that. They certainly got names, Jerry. I don't know if these guys are, you know, Blake, as you said, Blake Griffin isn't Blake Griffin of uh, that we remember him. I'd have from to his look. Clippers years. If you go back three years. Is there anybody on the Nets now that was on the team three years ago? Aside from Spencer not. Dinwiddie, who's hurt and doesn't play? I'm going to say no. Now, I would think, now I have to look. I don't remember when Joe Harris got there. But it can't be more than one or two guys. I mean, you talk about a complete, you know, turnover of a roster. My God. It's like not even recognizable to a few years ago. I'll anyway. do you one better, Jerry. Yeah. Is there anyone on the roster when the team played in New Jersey? We'll take a quick break. <laughs> Five seventeen. I thought we'll go Long Island next. <laughs> How about that? Five seventeen. It's the warm up show. Just getting started. We take it to six. Boomer and Geo. Then on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry. Long-time tag team champions. Oh, I know where you're going with this. 25 after 5. Well, not quite, but almost so. It's a Monday, so get your ass out of bed and let's go. We look forward to Mondays here at The Fan. And why the hell not? Al Dukes, I know what you are referencing with this. This is my childhood right here with this song. Did you have this on cassette? Yes, I did. And I had the album. You had this on vinyl, Jerry? I did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this wasn't even like a dubbed cassette. Like, I bought this cassette. Yeah, you were like, I need to have this full-on purchase of this Quiet Riot cassette. This might have been when my parents started to get concerned. They're like, what was this? And they looked at the (laughs) album cover, and it had that dude in a straitjacket and a hockey mask on. (laughs) And the hockey mask, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, they played uh, a concert in New Jersey. Yeah, so where was this? 
Some place I never heard of. It looks like it's way up north or something. Okay, now I saw you put socially distant. How did they do that? I guess they just stood six feet apart. I don't know. It looked weird. I saw a bunch of videos. It was definitely inside, which I don't understand. There was not a lot of details at the time of this um, show sheet coming out, Jerry. I just know that that quiet riot is getting out there. Now, I don't... First of all, I, I'm surprised how many people would go see them at this. It's 2021. This oh, is, What yeah. was this? 1983? Probably. Right? I mean, so you're yeah. talking... 17, oh, yeah, you're talking Jerry. almost 40 years ago. Come on. And they weren't the who. I mean, they had a, right. they had a couple of nice songs, but they weren't exactly, you know, headliners. So, but now, here's where the timing is really good. They do still have name value to people of our age. There have not been any concerts, and they're jumping out there first. Yeah. Let me see where, let me see, I'll give you the uh, the name of the town, Vineland, New Jersey. Oh, Vineland. So that, is, where is, is that? Vineland down south, Eddie? Isn't Vineland down like the Turnpike? I thought it was, yes. Vineland, yeah, I don't think that's out north New or west. Jersey. Burlington right. County, maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Near Philadelphia, mm-hmm. almost. Cumberland County. I don't know where that is. Me neither. Is that down by Philadelphia? It's over near Rowan College. Okay, so yeah, so that's South Jersey. All right. So look yeah, at that. down so, by Hamilton. Down by Hamilton. I wonder if my parents went to that last night, whenever this was. I could see my parents rocking out to Quiet Riot. That would be amazing if your parents were there. Because they got their vaccines. They're ready to go to concerts. Yeah. You and steakhouses. My mother, they were very excited. They go, yeah, two weeks after our last one, we're going to go to Longhorn Steakhouse. That was, nice. That's their plans. I'm taking a look. I'm watching. They put their, I guess they put this on YouTube, the concert. Mm-hmm. The Quiet Riot the Show. The problem is you're not really seeing much of the crowd. It's all stage. Yeah. And they pull back for a little bit. So what you do not see... You don't see the people up by the stage crowded, but you do see a bunch of heads bopping around, and they are spaced for sure, but they look good. I see a bunch of old people in like their leather vests. <laughs> I don't see that yet. <laughs> it's possible. And I'm not sure. They were rocking at, out. Yeah. Did you, the name of the place was The Landis. Did the you Landis. say that already? I did not. So a special reunion. All right. Let's see if you remember this group. They what? were there with the other band that showed up. Head Soup. I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is either. It's a special reunion appearance with Head Soup. (laughs) Head Soup made it out. Come on. Was that mine? It was not me. No, I took it down. Eddie pulled the fader up. I pulled it down. Sorry. No, intentionally. Yeah, no, I didn't realize. You're a little. (laughs) So so there you go. Quiet Riot. Back in the Quiet Riot. What would be... If you Locking had to come up with, I, and you can, I'm taking Bruce out of the equation. Here. All right. Fair enough. First concert back, who would you like to see? Come on, feel like Quiet Riot, probably. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's say July is going to be your I first know, I, concert. I like a nice classic rock concert. Anything classic rock. Bachman Turner Overdrive for Give Al me like Dukes. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, but we already talked about that. It's too expensive for your taste, you said. All right. We already looked at those tickets, didn't we? No, I don't Bachman Turner overdrive. The no, replacements, no. are they coming back in touring? They're not coming back in touring. It's it's uh, whatever. I'll How go about where Electric Light Orchestra. I would go see that, I suppose. Was it Jerry Rafferty? Or Jeff Lynn's uh, ELO. Jeff Lynn's ELO. That's the new one because he doesn't own the rights anymore to the irregular electric light oh, orchestra. Oh, is that true? Oh yeah, they're battling, I guess. They're fighting. Interesting. Jerry, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you something. You tell me, is this a tool bag move or not? Ooh, I like so tool bag or no tool bag. Yeah, tool bag or no tool bag. Tool bag or cool bag. Ooh, I like that. All right, tool bag or cool bag. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer. This guy's pitching, a tool. 
Well, you you got to be some sort of like tool bag. <laughs> tool bag. Yeah, this guy is, I mean. Trevor Bauer pitched to the Padres. Yeah, whatever. With one eye shut. Good for you him. You tool. Yeah, as no. a challenge to himself. He, this guy thinks he's, you know, Pedro Martinez. I've never seen. Now, Strowman was very confident last week as Chris played those clips after he had a good first spring. Then he yeah. goes out yesterday, he gives up three runs and two oh, innings. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Or two, or whatever it was. Um, I, this guy's, I, I know he won the Cy Young last year. I get it. In a 60-game season, not many starts. I mean, he is coming out the gate like he's the greatest pitcher of all time. Oh, yeah, I'm too good. I'm going to pitch with one eye. Shut up. Because he says, if you can't hit me with one eye shut, imagine if I have both eyes open. Oh, God, please. So you're going tool bag on that? Yes. I I'm, I, I can't tell you I'm, how happy I am he didn't come here. I said it right from the beginning. If he would have showed up pitching with one eye closed in the Mets uniform, that would be on the front page of the paper today. It might be. Although Blake Griffin's on the back page, so. Full page, uh, like a full photo yeah. of Blake oh, yeah. Griffin? Yeah, no, it's Blake Griffin on the back page of the post. Yep, full page. Hmm. I did see a photo of Trevor Bauer pitching with actually one eye shut. Good for him. Like, like they, they got a photo of it. I wonder if he thinks it's going to be easy. Like, he he's does. so good that it's going to be easy. He's going to start mowing people down with one eye. Because he will win games because of the team he's on, regardless of how he pitches. They will win. But I don't know. Not Maybe a he fan. goes out there. And when the when, if he's getting hit around the ballpark, and the manager or the pitching coach comes out to talk to him, he's like, "You know what? I'm open the other eye. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Give me another inning. Open his eye when the ball's coming back at him. Give me another inning, coach. I can open the other eye. God, what a and I cocky think I can SOB, pitch well. huh? Yeah. So we'll go. I'm going to go tool bag as well, Eddie. I would imagine tool bag, tool bag, tool bag. You tool. There you, you go. Tool and boomer You're as well. Boomer. Even Boomer says tool bag. California has approved uh, letting some fans in Major League Baseball stadiums. So what, you're going to have to show your license to get in? Because it's only for California residents, right? Yes, it is only for California residents. They don't need you East Coasters like you and your boys We're doing going to ballparks. Are. I thought this was a significant step because California is one of those super strict states. Yeah. That, like, you can't do anything. And they really got beaten up by it in the winter pretty good yeah so if they're going to start letting people in i believe in june it or has, no april april for baseball it has the feel i've said this before and i don't know if the numbers support it or not but it does have the feel like we're coming out of it yeah does it mean summer, we are I think, but I think we're going to be free this summer jerry maybe well you told me that your friend paul on the 21st uh, of steve. june oh steve sorry your my other friend, friend steve right i bad. have three friends three john friends. steve paul this was be really cool if you had John, Paul, and Ringo. Oh, if my one friend's name, if Paul, if uh, Steve's name was Ringo, that would have been so much yeah. cooler. Or George. George would have been awesome. That would have been, I had a horrendous Beatles song coming in today. Which one? Really? I don't remember that. You make it seem like you're surprised. No, there are a few. They all, a few. Well, why Please. would the radio play that? Because it was the Beatles channel. Oh. So you've got all these deep right, cuts they, just they throw play. Everything. Yeah. Good Lord. Was it, um... The amount of songs, and here's a good one, too. The amount of new songs that like Paul McCartney has put out in yeah, the last five, six years, they are dreadful. Oh, yeah. No yeah. one's interested. His muse has left him. Oh, my God, are they bad. But, you know, they. But it was an actual Beatles, not just. No, Paul? this was the Beatles. Early, no, this, late, this was, could you tell? No, it the... was the Beatles. It said the Beatles. The Beatles. The song was terrible, but they've got a lot of bad songs. Mr. Moonlight? No, I actually wouldn't classify that as a bad one. That's the one. Mr. Moonlight. That's not a good song, but at least it's recognizable. 
Was it Hey Jude? <laughs> was it was Eddie. it the inner light? Eddie, when I tell you they've got dozens of bad songs, right. they've got dozens of bad songs. They've got hundreds of songs. I, I like the inner, inner light. I don't know what the inner light is. Perhaps when I die, I will find out what the inner light is. Perhaps. Oh, you'll you'll find the inner light, Jerry. I I'm, would I would argue dozens. I would say maybe no, maybe the hell with that. How many albums they put out? Uh, about thirteen. Bruce Springsteen too. He's got he's got his own channel. There's a lot of crap songs too. I mean, the, as much as we think all of the they're songs, not, right. they're not. There's terrible Led Zeppelin songs. There's horrible Rolling right, Stones everything songs. Everything can't be songs. a hit, right? Let's see. I'm looking at discology. So 12 studio albums and 13 extended albums. For extended the cuts. Yes, and to, and 22 singles as well. So you've got. They got a lot of music here. Please, they, they please. released sixty-three singles. Yeah, please, please me with the Beatles, Hard Days Night. No, we're not going to go through them sale. all. All right, that's fine. Hell, we're five thirty-three. We're going to take a break before we bore everybody. Um, when we come back on the other side, what do you got on the other side? Give me a radio tease. All right, Jerry, I've got uh, men and their barbers. I've got glass blowing. And I've got a brawl at the Bath and Body Works, I among saw, other sports I takes. saw that brawl. All right, we'll talk about that and a couple of other things coming up next. Half past five, Boomer and Geo at six on The Fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. 20 in front of six, the Beatles on a Monday morning. Hey, um, 230 songs they released, Al. All right. So, as I said to Eddie, you can't tell me you can't find 36 clunkers out of those. I could probably find 80 of them. Well, <laughs> my point is there are dozens of bad songs. So, anyhow. Oh, not This is not one of them, Jerry. This Got is to get you definitely into my not life. one Classic. of them. Classic. No, they got the a way, lot of great songs, of course. Many buzzkills on Twitter tell me that the original lead singer of Quiet Riot died between 10 and 14 years ago. I saw that. So who was that so singing then last night? One person told me they just play instrumentals. That Wait, can't possibly be true. Hold on. I'll tell you what. Eddie, give me a second. I'm going to pull this up again because I had I had some audio from last night, which is interesting. So let's see if I can find it while you discuss the next story. Well, you're t- saying that, Jerry. I want to tell you there's a uh, a great follow on Twitter, which Sal is, uh, put me um, showed me, and I really enjoy. It's called Vintage NFL. Yeah. And what they do is, like, from the 80s and 90s, they play back, like, these ESPN uh, primetime highlights. Right. So there was a game uh, that was involving the Saints, and Bobby Bear was the quarterback. This is, like, in the – whenever he, I sure. guess he played, like, early – not late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So Bobby Bear gets clobbered on a late hit and goes out with a concussion. That's what he's diagnosed with a concussion. He goes out. The backup quarterback comes in and twists his knee. They send Bobby Bear back out there. 
Yeah. Dude, dude had a concussion. Yeah, it was crazy back then. And we know that. And they threw him back out there. He was dazed. Yeah, dazed. And, and they now, just made it like no big deal. Like Bobby Hebert had to come back with a concussion. Really? Yeah, boy. It's amazing what's happened the last that. 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. And what we've learned because, I mean, I... I don't. I don't think I was ever diagnosed with a concussion, but I played Pop Warner, and I played, you know, one year in high school. There were certainly times where I got hit, and you were dazed, and you came off the field, and as soon as yeah. it went away, and you felt better, you went back in the game. Yeah, it was, and I was a kid. I mean, it was just different. And Marina won a game in Seattle after he was concussed, and he doesn't remember. He does not remember. Like, yeah, it's like scary. he game winning drive, you know, blah blah blah, last second touchdown. He's like, we won. It really is nuts. To think about that, but and yeah. Aikman, it does well, not Aikman remember had, that whole Super Bowl. I, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, how he many concussions remember a he Super Bowl? had? That's the second one, right? The second Bills one. I believe his last concussion. I could be wrong, but I believe the last concussion he got. And I'm not counting Lavar Arrington, who almost killed him on the field, which was his last play um, as a Cowboy or in the NFL. I believe his last concussion was nothing more than a defender's hand that swiped his helmet, and he went. It looked like nothing. And he went down, and he, he got a concussion from that because it was so delicate at that point. And it's amazing to me that he is as lucid and polished as he is on yes. TV. Because, you know, when you hear about his history, you'd really be concerned about his well-being. And maybe maybe going forward, it won't be good. I don't know. But right now, he is doing very well. But it is. It's scary. Hmm. Uh, you want to hear a real quick hmm. quiet riot hmm. from last night? Sure. All right. Here we go, Eddie. Now, I don't know who that is. Me neither. Sounds good, though. But, I mean, it's not instrumental. The guy's singing. And that is from last night in the yeah. uh, the Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, many other people on Twitter say no one is from the original band. Drummer, bass player, guitarist. No one? All fake. Fake, Well, fake, then what fake, is fake, that, fake. then? It's just somebody playing, like, we could go out and be Quiet Riot, I guess. So it's a cover band. I guess so. They just bought the rights to the Quiet Riot songs. Boy, that's Here's- some racket, huh? Yeah. Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This I don't like, Jerry. You want to be I'm Queen? Seeing, uh, no, they already have Queen. Queen still goes out with Adam Lambert. Oh, from, uh, I forgot about American that. Idol. That's right. I forgot about we that. We cannot be Queen. Who couldn't we be? Um, bad Company still around? Can we be Bad Company? Yeah, all those bands like Foreigner and all that, they're still around even though it's like they have a different singers. Oh, all right. Which I don't go for. How about we go out as Elvis? He's not uh, around anymore. Right. No, he's not going to sue us. <laughs> Elvis and Frank on tour together. (laughs) I'll be Elvis. You be Frank Sinatra. I did it. Queen. Queen. Here's something that I see. Queen uh, Mary. (laughs) That I see happening in the NFL, and I don't like it, Jerry. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. Well, we saw that uh, when J.J. Watt joined the Cardinals. He took a number 99, which was retired. Yes. And he got permission. Yes, from from whoever it was, his granddaughter, I believe. Now there's a story. Will the Bears, if they get Russell Wilson, will they unretire Bronco Nagurski's number to give him number three? And I feel like if they get who, Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. And I feel like this is going to be the the new bargaining chip that these star jerky players start using. Oh, I'll come to your team, but you're going to unretire a number. Yeah, maybe. Bunch of jerks. I will say when you look at all the retired numbers the Yankees have. At some point, you'll run out of numbers. Yeah. 
But the so, Bears aren't out of numbers yet. But they're numbered, Russell Wilson. No one knows you as number three. Like, but that's well, uh, football fans do, especially yeah, if they but, have the jerseys. Yeah, but Tom Brady, like Tom Brady's twelve. Yeah. We know him as twelve. TB twelve. Yeah, Russell Wilson yeah. could change jerseys. Uh, I guess I do think though in football, especially when you're putting you know fifty something guys on a roster. Yeah. I like the idea, and the Cowboys do this. Uh, I think the Giants do as well. I like the idea of not retiring numbers, but you put the names in like a ring of honor. Yeah, I like I, that. You're right. It's like you're not you're retiring the player for all time, and I love that. I think that's a good idea. You got so many players on a team, you retire 10, 15 numbers. I mean, all of a sudden, good lord, right? You're so, out. Yeah, you out. So I I I understand your point. I don't have an issue with it, but I, I get where you're coming from. Maybe Yankees will go to three digit numbers. No one is going to three digit numbers. Stop you, it. The Yankees. They didn't be. even have numbers back in the day. That had to have been confusing for the 17 people that went to watch. Oh, yeah. Right? I always think of that uh, whenever it's um, a Jackie Robinson day and everyone's wearing 42. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these broadcasters got to be like, whoa. Confused. Like, you got to be on your game. Yeah, not easy. And if you go back to 1904, there were no numbers. No and I numbers. I think they were playing in like, you know, farm fields. Yeah. A little different back Field then. Field of dreams. Field of Dreams. ESPN.com uh, did a lovely uh, profile on Stephen Weatherly. He plays for the Minnesota Vikings. And in his time to relieve stress and to wind down, he's a glass blower. Okay. You familiar with glass blowing? I am not. There's Let's get a guy a blow. There's actually a glass blowing place on main, on the main street, Cookman in uh, Asbury Park. So why don't you go blow. do some show research and go blow some glass? Well, I've b- gone in there and watched the guy blow glass. Need a blow. You've gone in? Yeah, because I'm with Gina. She's interested in every oh, weird God. thing. She's I like, feel we for you, this. my man. She goes, we should do this glass blowing. Good Lord. But this uh, this fella, Stephen Weatherly on the Vikings he is into glass blowing, and he says it's relaxing. I could see that as a stress reliever. Ooh, blow. <laughs> you know. I like, listen, I like to hold scissors while I'm doing a show, apparently, to relieve some stress. So why not blow some glass? The glass blowing, it's like this big pipe, and the glass is on the end of it in, like, the shape of a ball. And you keep putting it into the oven and then blowing into the pipe to expand the glass. Like, you legit blow the pipe, and that's what makes the glass expand? (laughs) Yeah. You heat heat the glass. Eddie seems like he knows about this. Attached to the pipe, and then you blow into it, and you can make different shapes and things. So is this every Saturday for you and Gina? Has this become a routine? No, I think I'm hoping that the pandemic didn't shut down the glass blowing Oh, I didn't think of that. I don't think it did. That's the one thing I've noticed from a lot of these... um, A lot of these small shops that have closed. A lot of them are the types that... They're these niche stores, and you really feel bad for them because they were... You know, the whole thing when you're in high school, make sure you do what you love. Yes. You know, these people start their own shops. They spend their money. Things are going well. And then this stupid thing hip happens. And literally, it's taken away from them because people don't have that, you know, discretionary income anymore. And they're not doing things. Or they were just closed and not allowed to have people in. Right. They're like, do, like you said, do what you love. And then one dude's like, I love blowing glass. You're welcome, so Eddie. let me get this store going. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pandemic shows up. And then the pandemic shows up. I know. I know. And I did see Connecticut is now allowing 100%, I think starting the 10th, I believe. So this week, I 100%. believe 100% occupancy in restaurants. 
Oh, and that reminds me of the um, the brawl that happened at a Bath and Body Works. So I saw the video. Yeah. What was the backstory to this? So this was in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was a, a female employee at the Bath and Body Works throwing down with female customer. And then a brawl ensued at a Bath and Body Works. Evidently, one of the customers wasn't socially distancing. So the employee told her maybe not in the nicest way to socially distant. And then that's where the exchange started. And then the video starts when the brouhaha ensues. Damn. Okay. I never would have thought a fist fight in a Bath and Body Works. Uh, no, you would think that that's another place where you can de-stress. Yeah, just the smells alone yes. will get you de-stressed in there. Bath and Body Works. Soaps. And then, yeah, I could, Yankee Candle. You go into yep. these places, oh, they smell calm. fantastic. Yeah. People are usually very pleasant and friendly. Very pleasant. But you know what? This socially distant stuff has gotten a little people a little nuts. Like social media, we see brawls in like uh, Burger Kings and that sort of thing. Sure. Like fast food places late at night. People yeah. go in there when they're drunk and they want some food. But a Bath and Body Works in a mall? I remember you talk about it. that. The Ironically enough, the same Thanksgiving night that Tiger Woods got into his car accident in the fight with his wife. Yeah. I was at Syracuse. Columbia played Syracuse the following day, the Friday night after that. And so I was driving back, and there was a, and it was one of those things where the game was at 6 p.m., in between meals, had nothing to eat. So I stop at McDonald's for the ride home. And I go in. Now I'm dressed in the, in my, you know, I had um, a shirt and tie on, but I had a Columbia jacket on. When I tell you, I got ridiculed. It was only 30 miles from, from the dome. The, the Syracuse people were in there, and like you're talking about, they had clearly had a lot to drink, and they were having the munchies. I got ridiculed from the moment I walked in. Teenagers? The, uh, not even. No. They were adults. It was, and I just kept my mouth shut. You know, take your little Ivy League back to New York City. Get the hell out of our town. Is that right? Oh, it was, yeah, it was funny. I, I, until I walked out of that McDonald's, they were yelling at me. Like, I don't play, guys. I was just calling a game. If you knew jujitsu, you could have taken them all on. This was just before then. Actually, it might have been right around then. But still, I'm talking like the whole restaurant was yelling at me. Yeah. It was funny. I headed right out. I wouldn't have even ordered my food. No, I was hungry. Are you kidding me? All right, one final break. Oh, look who's doing this. All right, if if you had to guess, who's doing the sports minute? I did see who was doing the sports minute, so I I, I cannot guess. All right. Anyhow, uh, on the other side, we'll wrap things up. We'll get you Boomer and Geo right now, a Radio.com sports minute. I wonder if he's going to be yelling at us for the next minute or so. His name is Sal Licata on the NBA All-Star Festivities. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to the top. Team LeBron won last night. Rangers lost, Devils won, Islanders won, and we got the Big Ten and the Big East schedules for the uh, college basketball. What, what else, Al? Good news, Jerry. COVID-19 did not defeat the glass-blowing place in Asbury Park. They're still Good. in business. Very happy to hear that. They're called hot sand. All right, so now you got something to do on Saturday. Go blow glass. You could do it on uh, weekends in the winter. Works for me. Maybe I'll have you come down here, Jerry. We'll go blow some glass. And You've never invited me once you been there almost a year drink some well the i still I, I still have your your gift sitting in the house <laughs> well june 21st the entire country's opening up so june 21st i'll bring it down Come right down to june 21st we'll go for a walk with the dog we'll and we'll see what's in the basket if anything is expired i suppose <laughs> i also see a couple dudes on the indians jerry they broke covid protocol by going to their barber yeah well a couple of dudes joel Embiid and ben simmons 
No, no, guys on the Indians as well did it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, not Jose good. Ramirez and Fran Mill Reyes. Yeah, you got to be careful where you're going. I didn't realize the relationship men have with their barbers. Like, you will risk coronavirus to go see your barber. We are less than a week away from March Madness and Selection Sunday.